Hey everyone, this is Dawei from Exponential, and you're listening to DJ Responsibly, a podcast where we invite protocol builders to showcase their innovations, how they work, as well as do a deep dive on risk. Exponential is an investment platform that makes it easy to discover, assess, and invest in DeFi yield opportunities. We want to help you understand the trade offs and opportunities so you can degen responsibly. We chatted with Mario from Revert Finance to discuss their innovative suite of products tailored for automated market maker or AMM positions. Our conversation particularly focused on their groundbreaking lending product, which allows for the collateralization of Uniswap V3 positions. And we talked about how this opens up a plethora of opportunities for liquidity providers by enhancing their capital efficiency. All right. Hey, Mario. Uh, welcome to Be Responsibly. Excited to have you on talk about uh, what you guys are building at Revert. Hey, Dan. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the invite. Sorry. No, no yeah. So, you know, be- before we dive into all of that, I wanted to ask about you, your background. Um, how do you get started on your DeFi journey? And, uh, you know, how to, more specifically, how did that end up uh, with you building Revert? Sure. So it's been uh, it's been a few years, you know, since I started working in crypto. I first, um, you know, I, well, I first got attracted to, to to crypto just mostly because of the permissionless aspect of the permissionless building seemed always like um, yeah, something that I believe very deeply it would would lead to, to like you know very advanced in all sorts of systems and uh, and just like really something I. I really loved about um, the internet and how it was, you know, it was like disrupting different industries um, by just, you know, making it more accessible for, for different entrepreneurs and, and builders of all sorts, right? And, uh, and that seemed, you know, when, when I started thinking about Bitcoin and sort of like reading reading about it, that, you know, the, the economics aspects of it and sort of like the, the separation of money and state, it, it seemed like, you know, I'm not just a good idea for me, you know, I, I'm from Mexico and, and like, uh, you know, our country, as many countries in Latin America has, has seen, you know, pretty, not, not in the like the recent years, but, but just historically and, and even not that far back that, you know, so like recent enough that I remember as historically, you know, just we've had like, a, I would say a terribly managed, you know, on local currency. So like that aspect was, was um, you know, felt true to me, but, but to be quite honest, like I'm building was, was that our aspect of permissionless building. And uh, so just that was convinced that I wanted to work in this industry. I, I'm a software engineer, right? So um, I uh, I realized that, that there was like a, a, an interesting exchange just starting out in, in Mexico in, in 2016. I mean, they started like a couple of years earlier, like a year earlier, I believe. Um, but um, but I just, it seemed like a rare opportunity to, to, to join a, a very early stage company, um, you know, but, you know, was, that was, was started by some impressive founders. And, and I basically, um, you know, convinced them to, to hire me. And uh, that, that was the, the beginning of my crypto journey, I would say, like, uh, at least in a professional sense. And uh, I worked a couple of years at, at that exchange um, called Bitso, and, and it, it was just like a great time to, 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 to be there. Like it, it was uh, exciting. It was a small team. So like our, our you know, your efforts as an engineer are, are, are very, you know, clearly, um, clearly relevant in the output of the company itself like at least and also like just just learning from from seeing company at that high road um you know stage so i worked there for a couple of years and uh you know one of the the project that i i worked on was um designing 
and building a trading API. So, you know, it, it sort of resulted in me realizing there was a huge opportunity back then by just, you know, trading between centralized exchanges, this is quite before DeFi. And, uh, and so, you know, by 2018, uh, I left the company and, and, you know, decided to start a, a market making firm, um, basically just, um, basically doing, you know, market making and arbitrage and centralized exchange. And, you know, we built, um, we built the trading system for that for a couple of years. And uh, by 2020, there was some like profound differences of vision with some co-founders. Uh, so it was like, a, I would say now a good opportunity to exit. And by then, you know, DeFi was like in, in full bloom. And it was like, just like, it sort of like felt like it was delivering this promise I had, uh, you know, or like this this idea I, I had taken from from like early, early Bitcoin days of, of like, you know, permissionless building and, uh, and I guess like I, I just you know was at that point completely sure I wanted to build something on in DeFi and uh, I just started you know experimenting with with, with different ideas. Um, but but really what 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 like really rang more like uh, like like something interesting to, to for me was was this um, you know so basically I was um, I'm like doing doing liquidity provision I guess or or, or farming in the in what we call back then. And, uh, and there was no way to like ask, you know, analytics of how your position was preparing. Like I had an Excel sheet and, uh, and that was like, really no, there was no, no tool that would help us, um, you know, like decide if your, your investments were even profitable. And, uh, that's how reverse started. Like it, it evolved from like a spreadsheet to, to like an automated script I, I wrote. And then, you know, a, a friend uh, helped me like, uh, design a UI for it and you know, off to the race, basically. Yeah, I'm curious about like, like some of the insights that you've gathered throughout these past, um, you know, few years building on top of Uniswap. Like, what are some of the challenges I guess you've faced um, during this time? Uh, well, let's see. Like, I think um, like the the first thing we realized um, when we were like sort of like thinking about how we would like build a product for for LPs was that you know, these are like um, these are sophisticated users, though though retail focused, right? Like there's there's um there's this idea that that you know because the way the industry sort of like benchmarks the performance of of, of these investments, and this includes like like what we do, like as a default on revert, is taking into account you know what, what they call um like the divergence loss or impairment loss that it used to be called, right? Which is basically you know, benchmarking the performance against holding the assets. And, and you know, in, in a lot of pools, I think that, that we can get into that. I think that the consensus is, is a bit off, but what the reality is with regards to like how those investors perform using that benchmark. But uh, but you quickly realize that, that these users are, like, you know, very well aware of, of like that issue, but sometimes it just doesn't factor in into the investment they're making. Like perhaps they just, they're just interested in, in increasing, you know, um, like like that their their allocation of of ETH and, and I'm like um, taking into account the performance of the other token or sometimes that like they use in these positions particularly with concentrated liquidity as a way to like take profit or or, or, or like just you know trade um, basically so um so yeah like one of the of the realizations we have you know early on by, by talking to users is that well that there's a bunch of different strategies that people sort of like down. Uh, like uh, apply when 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 LP in this protocols, 
and uh and sort of like we we realized there was a an opportunity to, to build like a like a power loop to that will allow them to like monitor um how the strategies are performing and also like there was a lot of pay points that, that we kept hearing you know repeatedly from users in regards to like um you know just interacting with with the systems and uh and yeah and that's sort of like what we've been doing for the last couple of years has been you know interviewing lps figuring out you know what their pay points are and just just building building the tools that, that will help them cool can you talk about some of these specific tools that you built you mentioned like the analytics ones but uh, what else what else have you built uh on top of these on uh you well? sure so so it started with, with the basic analytics of giving you like you know for your existent you know positions or, or like investments in, in the same pools like how they are performing right and 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 this included not, not like i was like i was saying not only against you know the the industry sub standard tradition of like holding the asset, but also I guess you know ETH value or USD value, depending on like your, your different strategies, right? Um, but um, but like we we also realized there was like even if you go back to the life cycle of creating this investment, um, you you realize that like there's for example a, a need to to backtest um the parameters you're, you're selecting, right? So so we built like a a, a tool that we, we call the the initiator, which allows you know any LP to select. Um, the assets they want to possibly provide liquidity for and uh, and select, you know, different parameters like the range or the specific pools. And then they can back test down, you know, the performance against, against down, I guess, like the, the real data of whatever, you know, previous period. And of course, it's like back testing isn't just intrinsically isn't a guarantee of like future performance, but, but it's very helpful to get an idea of like how it would have performed, right? And, uh, and, and likewise, you know, finding opportunities, um, you know, like, it, like a great way to do that is just expose data of how other investments are performing, right? So we built like basically an index of all the, the positions on, on Uniswap and uh, and allow anyone to like filter and, and search through them. And that those were like the but so I would say like the like the the bread and butter of our for a while. Like that's how we um were useful, I would say, to, to a lot of our users. Um but then, you know, particularly last year we started realizing there, there were like other pain points in. In, in like automation or like just um, basically interacting with contract, like Uniswap specifically, you, you've probably gone into this. When you want to add liquidity to a pool, you have to have the tokens in the correct, you know, ratio for the for the parameters you set, like for, for the price range. And so, um, you know, we basically build smart contracts that allow, you know, different kinds of SAPs that, 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 that you know, help our users like perform different actions. In, in just like in a convenient, um, you know, atomic transaction, and uh, and and like likewise for automation, like a lot of people want to, you know, provide liquidity in a way that's you know concentrated enough so that the fees are are high for for like you know wh whatever the pool is is uh, is, uh, is is uh, you know is having returns to, to to investors, um, but they want to also stay in range. Uh, in case the the price moves out of the position, or they perhaps want to just like set like a stop loss type of mechanism where like the liquidity is withdrawn and, and swapped to the to the to the asset that isn't depreciating, and like to, we also like build automation features that allow our users to do that. So like that those those have been like uh, you know basically what we focused on over the last uh, over the last year, um, less like like uh, on chain activities and, and also like you know. Uniswap B3, so we, when we started like Uniswap B3 didn't exist, right? And th there was a lot of the same, a lot of the same requirements in Uniswap B2 where you wanted to, to, to know like how your position were performing 
and, and like find opportunities. But with B3, that, that becomes much more um, of a necessity, I would say, just because you have like more decisions to make as a liquidity provider, right? So yeah, we completely focused on Uniswap B3, and right recently we sort of like expanded to to um, Uniswap B3 forks like like for to Nethmos. Um, but but I think yeah that that like sort of like um, a progression of the AMM space into concentrated liquidity has made like the tools we built I would say um, you know a lot more like um, required or, or useful. Yeah, Univ3. Um, it's pretty i think pretty complicated for for a lot of retail users and um these tools that you built are pretty helpful in terms of tracking your positions and uh doing the auto compounding and up fees and claiming fees etc did you guys ever look into um uh doing automation of the price ranges itself i think that that's kind of a, been a growing trend where there's a lot more liquidity managers out there that will will, will actively actively manage the price ranges for you? Is that something you guys ever thought about? So like the actual, like, like, that, like the, the, you know, liquidity managers as such, you know, we sort of like think they're, they're tied at different, you know, cohort of users, right? I think like perhaps the, the users that, that, that would be attractive to, to doing something like that would be, um, would have less of like, uh, perhaps less sophisticated in regards to like, um, the strategies and like, um, and like they, what they want to do, right? So, um, you know, we, we finally realized that we wanted to focus on, on a more advanced type of user. And, and sort of like, I think our, our, our app, even, even in the user interface reflects that, right? Like we have a ton of data and it might seem overwhelming for, for, for like a, a user who, who isn't, who doesn't have like already a sort of like a, a good understanding of what they're doing with regards to like providing liquidity. Um, so, so no, in the sense of like, um, you know, Competing with something like like Arrakis that that seems more focused and like I said in a different cohort of users, but we do have some automation features. Um, you know, like the the, the difference is that instead of like yeah, you know, it being like one sort of like automated vault that um that that all users like deposit to, this allows you to like you know choose a position individually with any parameters you do decide, like including the asset themselves, of course, which can be you know any any asset, and also like the pool and then the price range and then from that, you can decide to automate in different ways, like 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 sort of like just exit the liquidity once my position goes out of range, or, or exit and swap it, or even like uh, more more similar to what those um, protocols do, and like automated keeping keeping it in range, right? But but again, this is pretty much more focused on on an advanced type of users that that wants to like make all the decisions themselves, basically, you know, like sort of like um uh, supported by the data the data we provide, but um. But but still like in control and, and just wanna wants help with, with the automation aspects. Wanted to dive into the to the new release that you guys just uh, announced on Revert Lend. Uh, can you talk about that? What what exciting features does that bring to UniV3 uh, liquidity providers? Yeah, so so what what we've been working on over the last um, you know like uh, the last months of, of like the previous year and and like uh, ongoing right now is. Is this lending protocol, which um, you know collateralizes Uniswap positions and allows uh, allows like the 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 owners of such positions to to then you know take out a loan uh, against a stable coin. At least when we're launching it, we're just gonna launch it with, with, with one lending token, which will be you know a stable coin to, to be announced. Um, but but basically, it, it it I think just just that in itself 
you know, is is incredibly interesting. Like it, it's in my mind, like obviously useful. You know, just the the extra efficiency of having that the capital, you know, providing liquidity and, and you're getting the fees, but you can still, you know, use the capital to 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 like I said to like securitize or collateralize to take out loans. It seems like, you know, a, a great benefit, right? Then and then what can you do with those ones? Like you can. You can use those ones, you know, to, to then buy the the other like tokens you collateralized and sort of like leverage up your position, which which is you know super interesting, I think. Um, but but you know, definitely you can also use it to 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 to, to buy you know different tokens or or, or you, you know a trip or, or whatever, right? Like it, it's um it, it it's um it's just like intrinsically useful, I think. And and like while we're not like the first lending, we won't be the first lending protocol that that sort of like lets you. Collateralize Uniswap positions. Like uh, there, there's a couple of ones at least that, that allow you to do that, <laughs> but they, they tend to be more focused on, on NFTs in, in the broader sense, like that you can collateralize uh, a JPEG. Um, but and then they also allow like Uniswap positions, right? Which, which again, it's helpful, but sort of like hasn't, I think, um, found good good product market fit. And by talking to to our users who, who are LPs, we, we realized like you know a, a big reason why that may be is that. Like uh, usually, when when users provide um, liquidity in Univ3, like some 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 like are thinking in the longer term, and, and you can see with the data there's like very profitable positions that have been, um, you know, open for years even. Um, but um, but but a lot of them like don't like are sort of like thinking in a shorter term, or or want to have at least the option to like you know update their 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 decision with regards to like the 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 price range they've selected, or or even like the assets themselves or the pool. So you know, one thing we, we realize is like, okay, what we what, what the users want is like to have the option to write their position, but do not lose control of managing their liquidity, right? And, and this fits very well with, with our users who are like advanced. So you know, I think one of the coolest aspects of, of the protocol we're gonna launch is that exactly that, like users can collateralize their positions, but they can still, you know, manage it by you know changing the range or changing the pool or even you know completely changing the assets they're providing liquidity for. Um, as long as, like, at the end of the transaction, uh, the collateralized uh, they, they have there's a collateralized position um, with 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 acceptable um, assets that is above their like that keeps their their account in a healthy state, right? Um, so, so I think that's um that that's quite different from like in, in from from what exists out there and 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 what we're like you know really excited. About. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, so you're saying like the the LP own the liquidity providers for for Univ three day. Um, they can come to revert lend, borrow a stable coin uh, on their LP position, and then still have uh, uh, ownership or or the ability to to change their position's price range, uh, or even um, change it to completely different asset pairs. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the, the assets which they can provide liquidity for will be you know sort of like pre-approved because we're, we're like a appear to pull any protocol and it's not like segregated. So, so like the, the protocol itself has to make, you know, important decisions to what assets are available. But other than that, yeah, they can change everything with regards to their collateralized position, including, you know, like two, two different assets, right? It's just as long as, as in the end, you know, there's like collateralized value that is, you know, above um, whatever loan they have. Yeah, they can, they can completely manage it. But more, more realistically, I think what, what will happen, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure some of our, of our users would, would you know, in the change the assets are providing liquidity for, but but again more more probably more often what will happen is like we will we will get people 
just like changing the range and, and just keeping their position on you know in range and and like all, all our tools that that sort of like help users manage the position normally when it's not collateralized will still be available um for for collateralized position right so, so this like out the range we, we we were discussing earlier will still be available even if your position has uh is collateralized and as alone could you talk a little bit about like what's happening under the hood how are you actually enabling uh the ability to collateralize on on these nft positions how like what are the i guess the process for listing new collateral assets and and um lending assets yeah so so with regards to, to lending assets though that the design is like uh one asset per you know deployment like one asset per, per lending pool right as opposed to, to something like Aave that allows you know a set of, of assets to be uh to be lent out and we're, we're, we realized like we want to keep it simple. We think just allowing um, LPs to, to, to take out a loan in USDT or, or, or DAI or, or any stable current is, is really, you know, like 80 or 90% of, of, um, of the value we, we think we can provide. Right. And, and so, so that's what we're doing with regards to, to that side of the market. Um, would you, but, but it's still like, uh, like the other aspects of, of like the, the, the positions that are collateralized, um, you know, they have underlying tokens and it's important to be, you know, very careful again as to what assets you add because, because like they, like it, it's not, it's not going to be like a segregated design, which, which we consider, but you know, it, it brings other, other, um, you know, issues with regards to like fragmented liquidity. Um, so, you know, basically what we told, like, let, let, let's build something that's, that's useful for the most, you know, and, and keep it as, as simple as possible. Uh, so yeah, so, you know, with regards to like the, the collateralizable assets, uh, you know, it's just probably got to depend on the chain without lunch, which, you know, now we've, um, we've decided it's going to be Arbitrum and, and, you know, so shout out to, to the Arbitrum, uh, foundation that, that sort of, uh, helps us with a grant to, to get, you know, like, uh, a few others we'll be announcing, um, but yeah, that's what we're going to be launching. And then like, you know, the, the next step is to figure out which are safe assets to add. And of course you, you gotta like, um, you know, sort of like do some research with regards to, um, like the, the liquidity of the assets. And of course you, you want, um, th- th- we're going to be very careful, um, at, at the start and be very limited with regards to lending assets, but more generally, you know, the protocol does have mechanism to, to, to like, um, limit the exposure and the lending pool would have to one particular asset. Um, so, so we have like limited caps for, for each of the, of the underlying assets and, uh, and, and you know, like, uh, it gets a little. It can get a little bit um, more tricky than, than a traditional than you probably like be, beyond like the aspects of of the assets being safe. Um, there's also the aspects of well that they're they're like in, in this you know you know Uniswap position that can you know shift like the allocation of each of the assets. Um, so that's like something to factor in. And but but, but intrinsically, I think um, what what we built is is a is a clean and, and simple lending protocol. You know, even though it has this this like functionality that I was mentioning that allows you to to rearrange the like the the parameters of your position, it's still it's still you know by design relatively simple and 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 I take um you know that's that's immensely important with regards to like you know keeping things safe for 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 our, for our users. Yeah. So um, you're saying you're you, for the collateral asset, you'll have one stablecoin, uh, either Dai USDT or USDC, and then um, you have some approved uh, lending assets 
and anyone can come with those approved assets and then they can just borrow uh, from the same pool of, of that stable coin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the lending asset will be the like one stable coin. So like if, if you're taking out a loan with, with your birth event, it will be, you know, you're collateralizing, but let it like some, 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 some assets and your loan is in USDC, right? So with, which you, we think is particularly useful, um, like in a market environment, like we have right now, like, like people probably, um, you know, so, like we know because of a bunch of users are, are very interested in, in for example, um, leveraging up against the stable fine, you know? So yeah, I think that's, um, like the, going forward, perhaps we will sort of like, um, you know, uh, expand that and perhaps, you know, think of like, like in a future version, um, add, add more assets of the lending token, but, but I think we really, um, by, uh, by focusing on stable, we keep things, like I said, like much, much more simple and, and I'd probably deliver on, on, on like the, most of the use cases we, we've, um, we've, uh, realized are, are there. Okay. I think you touched on this, but what are some of the major use cases you expect from this uh, lending service? Is it just leveraging more into the same LP position? Well, that that's the thing. One, one big use case, but, but no, I think like just, just um, like that's one, just taking out a loan and then investing that outside of the, of the, of the, that, of that, you know, um, um, LP position is, is going to be very attractive, but that's, that's, you know, the, the, the sort of like the cycle progresses, right? And, uh, but, but that like just the aspects of, of, um, you know, the, the collateralized asset being, being, you know, yield very productive is interesting because you can sort of also think about it, um, in this term. So similar to, to, to Alchemix, you can sort of like, uh, think of it as a self-repay loan, right? And, uh, I, I think that's, um, that's very interesting aspect. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think just the, the way we've thought about it, like, and generally what I believe, you know, like DeFi is. Super interesting. There's like a bunch of um, super interesting experiments, but you know the most like obvious, um, you know, and, and useful primitives in the right now, I believe, are you know swaps and and, and lending, right, over collateralized lending. So again, it it just seemed like a like an obvious missing missing uh, service, and and just like a a, a great way to to enhance the the experience of LPs to allow them to to um to collateralize these positions. Yeah, the, the self-repaying loan one is uh, pretty interesting. I didn't think of that. You're, you're saying like the, the fees earned from the LP position can be used to pay off the loan that they take? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like let's say, um, you know, you take a loan for, for like, you know, 30% of, of the position's value. And, you know, having a 30% fee APR is, is not, not outlandish for a lot of, of these positions. Um, so, so, yeah, like, I mean, there, there's, of course, like the divergent aspect to consider, um, but that can, you know... Um, like that, that that's um that's just intrinsically true to to, to provide liquidity. Um, but yeah, like uh, ostensibly for for many of these positions, like the CAPR, like uh, assuming, um, uh, like like yeah, the CAPR one position or, or whatever next position, they they, they migrate to uh, with the same load. Um, could could you know in a lot of cases pay out the loan for sure. Uh, what about the interest rates uh on the lending side for the stable coin? Any ideas on? Um, where you expect that to sort of settle? Well, I'm not sure exactly, but but like the 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 APRs are, are quite you know high or, or at least you know um, compared to what they were on like in previous years, they're quite high at the moment. I think you know just uh, USDC you know on, on a coin basis like five percent I believe or a little above, and you know the same shape um, 
like it, it's it's in a similar you know number so so it's, it has to be probably somewhere about that one of the talk a bit more on the risk side talk about maybe what will happen in a, in a worst case scenario uh where maybe there's congestion on eth uh asset prices are, are tanking how would you how does the liquidation process work um because i imagine that can be kind of gas intensive as well uh especially if it's on mainnet so 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 yeah, so so basically we've we've, we've like you know had had the advantage of, of being able to learn from, from what's worked in existing lending but right? but like have in Conklin, which you know guided a lot of what the part of the sign. Uh and it, and it works, you know, quite similar once once uh uh positions. Like first time, you know, as opposed to some other possible designs, um ours is one where you collateralize one position in, in a bolt of sorts. Um, sort of like a CDP, and then you can take out a loan against that one position. And it's not that you can do that with, with other positions, right? But it's not a fair account held. It's a fair, you know, fair bolt held. Uh, so, so like, um, so that that's like one, one important you know, after the design. Like, simply you get, like someone ha can have, you know, two collateralized positions with, with two different loans, and uh, and one becomes unhealthy and gets liquidated, but the other one doesn't, right? So it's, it's segregated per, per position. And, uh, and the liquidation process is, is like you know similar to to, to like the the traditional lending protocols where um, you know once the account becomes unhealthy, anyone can sort of like um, pay pay out the loan and in return you know get get the assets at, at, at like a part of the, of the collateralized assets at at a discount uh, basically and like that there's there's a mechanism where like the starting um the starting discount starts at two percent. And grows gradually as the position becomes more healthy towards a maximum of ten percent. Um, so, so that's sort of like um, you know the intention with that is to uh, you know sort of like get get um it, it's sort of like an option type mechanism where um, where ideally it would you know keep keep the the actual um, discount or on the other side like the the penalty for getting liquidated you know as low as possible but still you know attractive enough for liquidators. Okay, so you're saying in case of a, a liquidation, the the LP position wouldn't get fully liquidated. Uh, it, it it kind of builds up as the uh, the count help uh, deteriorate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like because because the like the long to value, you know, it, it isn't ever like hundred percent. Um, the when when a position gets liquidated, like a portion of the assets um will, will get withdrawn to 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 um to return to the liquidator um. But um, but there there will be remaining assets, and at that point the, the position gets on, uh, uh, it, it's not authorized anymore, and gets returned to the to the original owner's um, wallet with with remaining assets. Does the user still retain their UDB three NFT? Yeah, yeah, like the protocol withdraws the the required you know uh, liquidity from the position to pay out the liquidator, um, but but the remaining stays in the position, and the NFT gets transferred back to the to the owner's wallet. And then how are you? Determine the value or the collateral value for these NFT positions. Yeah, so so basically, you know, so so you can like sort of like calculate the the actual collateral value of the position, sort of like how we do on our on our front end by you know just basically taking the current asset composition and and going at the price for each of this of this token, right? But that's like the full asset value, and and when, when you when, when on this particle, you have like a collateralized value, right? Because the the loan to like the 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 collateral factor for each of the tokens is, is never going to be like a hundred percent, and ostensibly you can have you know let's say you have a position that uh, uh, die and loan UBTC right, 
and the clutterite factor for that is, is relatively high because it's a stable coin and, and I will leave this. It's not as volatile. So that'll be, say, um, 0.9. And then the, the WBTC collateral factor perhaps is like 0.7 or 0.8, right? So, you know, one tricky aspect is like when you liquidate the position, you're, you're like, you learn, like, like before it becomes liquidable, you don't know um, what, what the asset composition will be. Uh, so, so basically, one one important difference is we take like the minimum of the both collateral factors. So in this case, um, where like it's 0.9 for that and 0.7 for for um, for uh, WBTC, like the collateral factor for the float value of the position would be 0.7. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. You're taking the the lower of the two collateral assets. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and that's how like you know that's the maximum that that like gives you a maximum look to value. And, and a health factor for the health decision. Okay. I think you have a Oracle. You're using like a dual Oracle system to to source these price feeds for the calculation. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what, again, this is like sort of like inspired a lot, but but we have previous version of the compound um, Oracle, but um, but we're, what we're going to be using is like a chain link feed as the primary Oracle. And then, you know, for, for, for each token set, set like a, a, a Uniswap P3 pool uh, to our Oracle, right? And the top of those functions more like a, a backstop. And and so, you know, if the if, if the like chain liquidity price diverges by a certain amount from the like uh, Uniswap to a Oracle, then the transaction, you know, the the, the, the new loan or the liquidation can go through. Um and that, that shouldn't happen, right? Like uh we're always gonna select, you know, um I mean chain like that's that's got a repetition beyond beyond the, what I can expand on here. Um but um but but you know things can go wrong. And, and and likewise on the unit swap, you know, swap, you know, Oracle, um, we're, we're obviously gonna choose, you know, um, pools that, that are highly liquid and, and sort of like uh and, and use like a long enough um swap. Uh but um but yeah, basically it's sort of like just an extra level of, of, of guarantee and, and sort of like minimizes the requirement of, of trusting either of those of those um oracles as, as like a just like like uh, a complete, you know, source of truth. Let's say the things do go wrong and then you do end up with bad debt. What's the uh, playbook there? Like, how do you handle the bad debt? Yeah, that that was like an interesting, you know, design choice. I think I think we make right. Like uh, traditionally, how, how that would play out in you know, I think most um, you know, lending protocol designs is basically you you sort of like incentivize a bank run at that point, right? Because you know, all, all the lenders wanna wanna withdraw the the. The, the, their assets before um, before there's not enough, right? Um, so you know we think that that's probably not 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 ideal. That like, it, it, it's unfair for a lot of liquidators that, that, that for I mean for a lot of um, of lenders that don't don't act like instantly and and, and so sort of like the the incentivizing bank run is I think not not ideal I, I believe. So you know if if that ever happens with any protocol, so like the the way to decide is that you know. Across all lenders, you basically get get like a haircut, and you know, but like if if, if the if the bad loan is like five percent of the of the lending pool, then you know, now um, the lending pool is like ninety five percent of what it was, and and obviously that's like a terrible situation that we expect not, not to happen, but we believe like it's 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 a much better you know answer for that type of catastrophic situation than sort of like the 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 playing out a bank run. Yeah, so all, basically all the the losses get socialized amongst the lenders. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we're starting to see more and more of that design now, and, and a lot of these lending protocols versus the traditional uh, a one on like compound compound Aave 
to your point where uh, if there is significant bad debt, it, it could lead to a bank run um, on, on those lending assets. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think, I think, you know, obviously this, uh, you, you have to listen for this situation, but like uh, the point where we got to such a case, like something went, went wildly wrong, right? Um, but yeah, we still think in, in that situation, it's, it's much um, preferable um, to socialize um, the losses uh, as opposed to like, you know, whoever acted quickly enough was able to withdraw their full assets and the rest, you know, are able to withdraw nothing. Wanted to ask this since right now it is uh, airdrop season, but uh, any plans to, uh, you know, uh, decentralize the, the protocol through a, a token? You know, is, is that something in the plans for Robert? Yeah, so so I think you know if if we're like um, if we're right in, in this you know being a already you know um, used um, protocol and, and we're like successful in, in, in like um, on launch, I think the only way to to progress forward or, or like the best way to progress forward is for sure having you know the 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 different parameters and decisions we can make uh, be decentralized uh, to allow and then you know the the token just so like the, the mechanism we, we would use for that. Um, I think, I think it, it will be, you know, a bit ahead of ourselves to, to, to like, you know, launch a token right now, um, before we have, like, yeah, I, I realized that that's like sort of like a playbook for a lot of projects, but, but we, we sort of like think that, that it will be better to, to have, you know, the protocol itself be, be, um, be, be used and, and, and out there and, and then, and then start thinking about decentralizing it uh, with a token. Okay. The, the contracts today, are they... Are they managed by like a team multi-sig? Yeah. What are the parameters that 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 multi-sig can adjust? Yeah. So indeed, it'll be a, a, a like a, a team multi-sig for for you know for, for the initial you know deployment. And basically, like we we were like very um, aware that that even even in that case, we we were wanted to minimize like the the risk of like even if, if like you know say that the multi-sig was evil somehow, like it, you couldn't really like for example like the you can like you know change change the oracle. I mean, like it, we had to like obviously you know I think this is just like the start of practice for for for, for you know good DeFi protocols, but just minimize what what like this um, owner account, which will be a multi-sig and eventually a DAO, can actually do right. And, and you have like protection mechanisms like 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 time locks that, that we also have in place, right? But uh, but basically the governance can can like the, the most important you know aspect that that, that governance will will, will, um, will will sort of like decide with this multi-sig. First, like what assets, um, you know, do you accept as collateral? Right, like that, that's a hugely important decision. That again, we wanna wanna be very conservative when we start and keep it, you know, very, very minimal. Uh, but but like eventually, that, that that's a decision that that we see, you know, being obviously decentralized and and, and so sort of like being willing to 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 um to perhaps you know um be less conservative uh, with regards to the assets, you know, always always you know protected by by like by cap limits and. Always, you know, being fully aware that, that like the asset has to be, you know, um, well, it has to have enough liquidity and it has to to to, to, to be, um, you know, not as volatile that 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 it's not, you know, collateralized. So, but but yeah, um, so that that's like the most important decision. And from there, you have like decisions with regards to like the, uh, the the intertrade model and like which uses like different parameters that, that we can, you know, like just like set a base rate for example, not set a base rate and you know. And, and like so, like a like a kink, which is like the point at, at which um, the interest rate sort of like shuts 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 off to to, um, to incentivize you know more more lenders or or, or payback of, of loans. Um, so so the, the, those are like you know the, the type of um, 
of parameters that will be controlled. Like there's there's like caps and limits. Like I was saying, like there's um you know like a sort of like a, a global that like a global exposure for any one asset, um which is like a like like a parameter like the the owner of the protocol um will set, which can you know be updated as as the protocol grows. So if we can start like okay we're gonna add you know WBTC, but it's gonna have like a a, a cap exposure for, for like you know. Uh, 10% of the lending pool, and and as and as the protocol grows, and 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 you you, you want to update that, so, so like those are um sort of like other other important parameters that that are decided by by the governance. The article right, itself, right. the article itself is another one. By when you when you you add a, and you token that that includes um you know specifying which which channel feature you're gonna use and, and which um will will provide like the units B3 oracle. Um, so so yeah, those are those and they're like. Per Oracle, you have like the, the top seconds, the, the Oracle, the zeros of Oracle we have, the acceptable max difference between the chain leak price bid and the top Oracle. Um, you know, like we list them in the white paper, but, but basically uh, there, there are those types of I noticed uh, on your, on the main page, you guys have been uh, expanding to more DEXs outside of Uniswap. You have SushiSwap, Pan- PancakeSwap, Forge, and then Balancer Curve coming up. Uh, is that only on the analytics side or do you have plans to also integrate those LP tokens into the lending product? So like for, for this question of lending protocol, it, it, it's uh, only going to be like, like it's, it's only going to be available for, for Uniswap B3, you know, but, um, but like going forward, like in principle, like the same, you know, um, advantage of being able to collateralize the position we think, we think apply to, to other, to other AMNs, right. And, and we, we sort of been very focused on Uniswap B3, just like, like I was saying, it was like a you know a, a great you know step forward with regards to AMMs and, and it it seemed more uh, like uh, more of like the type of um, like it, it seemed more more or like uh, our tools would, would be provide like a, a greater benefit than 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 what was like standard back back before concentrated liquidity, but but like we, we really are bullish in, in, in about AMMs in general like uh, you know I, I think um that, that includes obviously yeah uh, more DEXs than Uniswap and and. You know, as, as we go forward, we, we plan to definitely start supporting others. And uh, first, like you said, first work with the analytics and perhaps the automation. But uh, but yeah, we definitely see, see ourselves as providing, you know, all these tools for, for the appendixes. Yeah, the reason I was asking, uh, recently we spoke to Carvance, another uh, lending protocol that's coming up and and they're working on, um, on collateralizing Curve LP tokens. Um, so yeah, that'd be interesting if you guys also moved into that side as well. But yeah, pr- pretty cool. A lot of innovation happening on the on the lending side these days. No, I think I think I mean it's great. It's great that like Corvus is also like you know I, I think like just this composability we, we sort of like like I don't talk about that narrative too much anymore. I feel that's like if I used to, but like that's obviously like one of the like most cool aspects of it. I think and and, and like as as we were probably expect like a lot of more. Uh, or more of this type of of, um, of like um you know lending protocols or, or different construction that 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 um that allow for um for like um you know doing different things with with, with LP tokens and sort of like compose you on top of AMMs you know I think that's um that's very exciting you know I think um Uniswap B4 coming up is also super exciting for us I think um you know the next version of Reverse Lane uh there'll be an next version of Reverse that we saw but and, and we're already you know sort of thinking we can do in B4 differently and, and it's and it's terribly exciting, right? I think that that that's uh that's like the they sort of like um you know come up with a, with a very powerful design that, that allows for 
for very cool things to be to be built on top, including including like uh, like better ways to um to to, to build landing protocols of this the type that we're building. Nice. So when can users expect to start playing around with revert land? Uh, so we're currently ongoing our first uh, audit, uh, and uh, then by you know early next month probably we expect to launch a code for arena you know audit contest. And so, you know, we are targeting to have revert land launched before um, before the end of March. So we're out early mid-March. Well, it's been great speaking with you, Mario. If the users want to learn more about revert finance and, and the lending product, uh, how can they find you there? Sure. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, visit our site, revert finance, and, and just like, you know, connect your account or, or type in your address if you're a, an LP and, and you'll probably get, on, uh, get some surprising results. Uh, and, uh, and and like uh, to, to learn more about Proclo, maybe like go in the Proclo, follow us on, on Twitter uh, at Robert Finance. And, you know, we'll be updating on the progress of our audits. And, and as we get close to launch, um, you know, the different announcements we'll make. Thanks very much uh, for, for this conversation, and, you know, and for the invite. Like, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. This show was brought to you by Exponential. Exponential is on a mission to democratize access to the best yield opportunities in DeFi. Join Exponential.fi now to start your DeFi investing journey.